everybody and welcome to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm your host, Bill. Well, we're almost to the end of season 21 of South Park. Uh, This episode is the penultimate episode, as next week is the season finale. So, for the last couple of seasons with South Park, they've basically, with the ninth episode of the season have used that episode as the setup for the season finale, the next week. And for the third season in a row, maybe even the fourth, I I don't even, I don't remember if 18 was like this or not. No, 18 was like this. So for the fourth season in a row, we use the next to the last episode of the season as the setup to the final episode. How will this go? Well, we're going to find out. So the episode that I'm reviewing today is Super Hard PC-ness. I know, it kind of sounds funny when you say it. This is an episode that's going to bring back at least one old trope from the South Park movie. And the rest is pretty original. So, I'm not going to make you guys wait any longer. Let's get into this week's episode, Super Hard PCness. The episode was written and directed by Trey Parker and originally aired on November 29th, 2017. Yep, this is the week after Thanksgiving episode. So our episode begins at Netflix because, you know, we have to remember that we had an episode about Netflix earlier in this season. And the person at Netflix is talking to somebody about how last season they had 16 new original series confirmed. This year, their goal is to get 1,086. And he thinks that these two are going to make this happen. Who is he talking to? None other than Terrence and Philip. Yeah, uh, Terrence and Philip have aged. They have aged. They're old now. So, they give the person at Netflix a pitch for a skit. And the guy at Netflix goes with it and tells them, we got a show. So, they're excited. Meanwhile, at the school, there's a fight between Cartman and Heidi. And the fight is over... Cartman wanting to be with the boys to watch Terrence and Philip, and Heidi wanting Cartman to go on a date with her. Wendy tries to break it up, but doesn't really go anywhere. Kyle tries to break this up, and he ends up being called a Jewish mother, or basically you're acting like your Jewish mother, and that ends the fight. So Cartman and Heidi are happy back together, and, you know... 
Kyle's down. He's just down. So, in the very next scene, we have an assembly. This time, PC Principal's the one that set up the assembly, not the kids. This is going to introduce us to a brand new character. Let's listen to that scene. That that's a really good scene. That that was a really good scene there. A good way to introduce a new character into this show. Strong woman. So, uh, then we get to the beginning of the new Terrence and Philip Netflix series, and the boys are there and they're happy to be watching this, except for Kyle and Heidi, who. I swear, is going back to her old bitch self, is making fun of Kyle again. You know, calling him a, you know, a Jewish mother. So, Kyle, he, he just doesn't find the show funny anymore. Which is actually understandable, because there have been times where you know, we watch certain shows, either be a comedy or a drama or whatever, reality, and it's just not as good as it used to be. Like, I felt that way the last few seasons with The Masked Singer, which, honestly, I'm surprised South Park has not touched at this point. I know this is 2017, this episode, but I'm speaking in a 2023 kind of world where you haven't made fun of The Masked Singer. That seems like an easy target. But, you know, like, I, I watched The Masked Singer for many seasons. But over the last couple of years, it just wasn't good anymore. Or at least I didn't think it was that good. And I just kind of got tired of the same repetitive stuff. You know, the judges crying and be like, <laughs> I just got tired of it. So, 
I was like, okay, I'm I'm done with this show. I'm done with it. So Kyle, like I said, he just doesn't feel like this show. He doesn't feel like Terrence and Philip are funny anymore. Meanwhile, at the school, PC principal and the staff are having a meeting, and they're letting strong woman uh, have a talk to the staff. While this is playing, or while this is going on, Hootie and the Blowfish is playing Hold My Hand, which, we're, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit. And it looks like we're starting to get a musical montage of PC Principal and Strong Woman, when all of a sudden, Mr. Mackey goes, uh, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, okay, but does anybody else hear Hootie and the Blowfish playing right now? And everyone's like, yeah, I could kind of hear it. And PC Principal's kind of freaking out, and he has to excuse himself. So, the next, you know, we go to school again, and Kyle's being made fun of by Cartman and Heidi over the intercom. And this is what makes Kyle, you know, after watching also at recess, uh, old Terrence and Phillip videos, decide... Okay, I am done with Terrence and Philip. So that night, he takes off his Terrence and Philip shirt, shaves his hair a little bit, which was surprising, and he puts on a new shirt, basically being like, I'm the new, this is like the new Kyle. This is how we're looking at this, is this is the new Kyle. So PC Principal is at the doctor's now and he gets checked and he's like I'm you know I'm, I'm hearing stuff in my head and he says you know it's Hootie and the Blowfish and the doctor's like look I don't see anything I, I just think you may have feelings for somebody and PC Principal's like oh bro bro so I want to talk about the song, Hold My Hand, by Hootie and the Blowfish. Um, this was released July 18th, 1994. This is their first single that they ever released. And this is from their album, Cracked Rear View. Hold My Hand reached all the way to number 10 on the Billboard Hot 100. And number six on the Hot Adult Contemporary Tracks. It ended the year at number 22 on the Billboard year-end chart for 1995. Now, on all of the charts that this song made it on, the highest it got was number two on the mainstream top 40. So, it did really well on the charts and this again this was released the single was released july 18th 1994 with the b-side being i go blind and this song is from the debut album cracked rear view now this song was written five years prior to the song being released. So they had this song in their back pocket for quite some time. So, very, very interesting. So, 
Kyle, back to the episode. Kyle visits with Vice Principal Strong Woman. And they have a talk. And Kyle's like, I can help you. You know, change what's going on with the behavior. Because I used to watch this. And and Strong Woman's like, really? This is just... This is just getting ridiculous. It it really is. And I think that was the last straw for Kyle. Because I think Kyle looked at Strong Woman as someone who maybe could help him be on his side. But after she says that, it's like, yeah, it's over. You're on your own. So... PC Principal has a talk with Mr. Mackey. And he tells, he tells Mr. Mackey, PC Principal, that he's starting to have feelings for Vice Principal Strong Woman. And this freaks Mr. Mackey out like, what are you doing, guy? You, you can't be having relationships with people at work. You know, it's just not the way it goes, guy. And it's so funny because, you know, that's kind of embedded into a lot of people's minds nowadays is like you go to work and, you know, you can't have a relationship with someone outside of work. Well, I'm here to tell you, my parents met at work 50 years ago. No problem then. There was... No problem then. So it can be done. I, I think the, the thing is, it has to be done in an appropriate manner, in, a, in an appropriate way. If you do it in a right way, an appropriate way, you can have a relationship at the workplace. If you do it the wrong way, then that's where the sexual harassment comes into play. So... You, you know, like, you can be nice, you can be friends, but at the same time, you can also have a relationship with somebody. You just gotta do it the right way. That's all I'm saying. So, Kyle has reached his boiling point. And he is on the news, and there is a split-screen conversation with the Canadian Minister of Streaming. So Kyle is is the head of this new group called Millennials Against Canada, or MAC. Hmm. You know, that sounds kind of familiar. And we get this... I got this quick clip of this blurb with Kyle and the Minister of Streaming. So on the screen, the Minister is just referred to as a Canadian, and Kyle is referred to as an outraged millennial. So I'm going to play the last, like, 30 seconds of this clip. Talk to your backward president. Maybe I will. Okay, go ahead. Maybe I know the president. Oh, 
Oh, sure you do. Just like all Jewish moms, because you don't understand how... Stop calling me that! Can I finish? That's all you know is how to be mean! That's not again. Can I finish, please? Because you were all raised on it yourself! Please, can I finish? Hmm, you know, Carm or uh, Kyle's starting to sound like somebody. Somebody I know. So, millennials are defined as people being born from 1981 to 1996. So, yeah, I am technically a millennial. But, to be honest... I don't like the term. I've never liked the term millennial. I, I just never have. I saw, like, one time, like, someone come up with a different name, like, post-boomer. And I was like, that one's not a bad, um, not a bad name, you know. I just never got into the whole millennial name. I never thought it was that good of a name. I, you know, it's unfortunately what I'm going to be categorized as for the rest of my life. And I, you know, am, am living to accept that. But I wish I could have had a better name. That's all I really want to... <laughs> That's really how I want to look at it is I wish I had a better name than millennial. You know, you had... Generation X and Gen Y, you know, well, we are Gen Y as well, actually. But, man, couldn't we just have something else better than Millennials? Just saying. Alright, so, after that, um, Mr. Mackey decides, okay, we have to have HR here to, fi to figure this whole thing out. So, I'm going to play a clip of us being introduced to the head of HR for the county, for the school board. It's very interesting. Alright everyone, listen up. As you know, we want to provide a safe work environment for all our employees. Sometimes feelings do arise and we are tempted by the devil to act upon them. So we've been reaching out to Human Resources Division, as I think we can all use someone to tell us about what is and isn't considered misconduct. She has some great advice for us, so please welcome Heather Conduct. Go ahead, Misconduct. Hello, everyone. My name is Misconduct. I'm here to talk about making sure we avoid any trouble at this school. Am I all right? Okay. All right. Now, by a show of hands, who's ever had inappropriate feelings for a co-worker? Okay, so at the end there, that was strong woman raising her hand. We'll see where that leads to. Meanwhile, we're at a taping or live stream of the Terrence and Phillips show on Netflix when Kyle and his group invade the show. They have taken over the show. And this pisses off Stan. And Tweak even is like, dude, do you know what you're doing? Because if you, you know, if, if you go through with this, the president's going to take or do something. And you, do you know who the president is? So the head of streaming for Canada visits President Garrison. And 
Mr. Garrison calls Canada a third world country. And I love the rebuttal because the minister is like, hey, we are a second world country, buddy. And basically, the minister threatens Garrison to go to war if he doesn't stop the millennials complaining. And Mr. Garrison is basically like, sounds like a challenge to me. So now we've got that set up. We got to go back to the school because misconduct, which may be the best name of a one-time character ever in South Park, is going to do a little role-playing. And uh, let's see who volunteers or who gets picked to do the role-playing. some role-playing, Marat. Talk about appropriate ways we can talk in the workplace. Can I, can I get a volunteer to role-play with me, Marat? How about you, Mr... Mr. Mackey. Marat, come on up here. Marat, now we're just gonna pretend it's a normal morning before work and we're starting the day, Marat. Oh, Mr. Mackey, good morning. Good morning, uh, misconduct. Now, did you have a nice night? Yeah, yeah, it was good. All right. Okay. Well, good luck today, and I hope that our working relationship can continue to be honest and straightforward. Well, I'm very open and honest. I promise you that. I can see that. You've got very honest eyes. All right. I probably shouldn't have said you have honest eyes. That's a big cross in the line, commenting on his physical attribute. That's bad. I'm going to stick to just talking about work only. So, uh, Mr. Mackey, what methods do you use for counseling the students? Oh, I mostly use a semi-cognitive approach adapted by Keswick Solomon. Wow, you studied Solomon? He was actually my thesis in college. Are you serious? Nobody I talked to has ever even heard of him. No, same here. What made you attracted to his work? Well, it's just such a natural approach, okay? All right, all right. When I read it, you know, first I was like, whoa, okay. All right. This just really makes sense, you know? <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Okay, to be fair, though, part of me is like, oh, Mr. Mackey's falling in love. And the other part of me is like, remember what he did to get rid of uh, Principal Victoria? Just saying. Okay, so Kyle is still in the studio. Terrence and Philip are held hostage. And President Garrison calls. And they have this talk. And this is where Kyle basically tells Garrison why he's doing all of this because he had a crush on a girl who ended up going with Cartman and he did not want her to be another Cartman yep Heidi so he had a crush on Heidi Turner Cartman and Heidi were together in season 20 broke up at the beginning of season 21 got back together then they broke up kyle finally has this relationship with this dream girl and then from a couple episodes ago he basically gets dumped by heidi via cartman and all of that with the combination of the new terrence and phillips show not being funny is what has pushed him to do Millennials Against Canada. And it's kind of sad in a way. 
because Kyle, who it seems like the, I guess respected one might be the right way to put this, and is the one who, you know, has the senses to get everything together. He's the one who's lost it because his dream girl or his crush was taken away from him by someone who doesn't deserve her in Cartman. And he didn't want her to become another Cartman. So, we're going to go back and play the last few seconds of uh, Mr. Mackey and Misconduct in their conversation, because that's going to lead to the end of the episode. I was looking for something to get away from the city. I've never really been oh, a city I'm person. I'm get that. Well, I like hiking around, being around in nature. I'm good. No, I agree, I agree. The city's bad. I love hiking, too. What are some of your favorite places? Well, you know, Mount Evans is always nice. <laughs> so, as they're continuing this role-playing, maybe this is a real thing going on relationship-wise, a huge siren goes off. And basically, it is, hey, we could be bombing somebody. So, the staff gather the kids, have them go to the gymnasium. PC principal's going to go check if anyone is missing. Strong woman wants to go with him. So, then they get to the door. And... They stop at the door, and PC Principal's like, well, normally, you know, when I get to the door, I open the door, and I hold the door for either a student or a Mr. Mackey or anybody. But, you know, it's like, why aren't you doing it for her? And they're having this back-and-forth talk. And they both go for the doorknob, and they touch hands. And Hold My Hand starts playing again. So, the song is playing. PC Principal and Strong Woman are looking at each other. Everybody in the gym can hear the song playing. Garrison opens up the briefcase. Locks in the key, punches in the numbers, and releases a nuclear bomb on Toronto. Blows up Toronto... You could see the people flying in the air as they've been hit. Kyle watches this in shock that this has happened. And here's PC Principal and Strong Woman holding hands, looking at each other as the credits roll. And that is the end of Super Hard PCness. Okay, this is. An interesting episode. Um, I think it's a better setup to the se. Oh my god, yeah, this is such a better setup to the season finale than season twenty was by like miles. Like it is so much better because you have new material. It's new content. P- PC principal has a crush on a coworker, and he knows it's wrong. Which is great. This is great. And I like how they used 
the Moms Against Canada storyline from the South Park movie to make it Millennials Against Canada, which is a pretty good scene. And Carmen and Heidi, you know, it's so interesting because in the beginning they're fighting each other, then they're together, and basically they use Kyle as a target, and Heidi becomes this bitch again. And it's just a good setup for the season finale in the next episode. It's not the best episode, but it's a decent enough episode to give this a 7 out of 10. It, it had to go... Look, you have an HR lady named Miss Conduct. Can't get any funnier than that. That was really good. So I think a 7 out of 10 is the right rating for this episode. Alright, let's go to the critics, see what they thought of this episode. Dan Caffrey of the AV Club gave this a C+. Opened his review with the comment, Over the past year... South Park has often bitten off more than it can chew when it comes to current events. Tonight's episode takes on the fear of sexual harassment allegations in the workplace, Netflix's endless greenlining of new series, the threat of nuclear war, and probably a few things I'm forgetting. And surprise, surprise, it's as unfocused and exhausting as it sounds. Jesse Shadeen of IGN gave this a 7.7 out of 10, summarizing in his review, Super hard PC-ness is definitely a case where the plot could have used a little more time to cook. The various plot threads in this episode don't come together as a cohesive whole. Even so, the pieces are generally entertaining enough on their own. And finally, David Crow of Den of Geek gave this 3 out of 5 stars, stating, Overall, it's a fun episode that has a literally explosive finale. However, it is on the whole akin to the opening self-deprecation. As with Terrence and Philip farting on a cow, the show is really missing a step nowadays, and self-aware irony can only paper over this truth so much. You know, I, I want to say real quick, before I get to, the, uh, get to IMDb, not all millennials complain about stuff and i think that's a misconception that every millennial you know goes overboard over stuff and they pro like are protests important yeah and cancel culture if done the right way can be used for good but i think cancel culture at the same time has been a bad thing for society because you know we haven't it's like it's just you know this whole um like we have to change everything you could change everything but you don't have to cancel every single thing you know what I, you know what i mean like there's stuff that people say that are out of line and it's true it, it, it is true. There are stuff that people say that is out of line. But the best way to prevent what happens or what happened in the past doesn't happen in the future is just not to do it. Not cancel it. Don't cancel the stuff. You know, like a perfect example, I think, of cancel culture 
is Lillian Gish. Lillian Gish, for those that don't know, is or was a silent screen star. She was a huge star. And she was in a bunch of movies, one of which being The Birth of a Nation. So, she lived to be 99. She almost made it to 100. At Bowling Green University, they named the, the, the theater after her. However, several years ago, uh, a group of people changed or, you know, protested and changed the name of the, you know, Gish Theater because she was in The Birth of a Nation. Here's my argument. Because I've actually seen this movie. I don't know if these people have seen this movie. Lillian Gish is not in blackface. She's not in blackface, unlike a lot of people in that movie. So, because she's in one movie, in one movie, she has her name taken down. I feel that's wrong. Absolutely wrong. Her name needs to be backed up on the theater. It is the Gish Theater. Because she's in one movie. And believe me, that movie is very controversial. I've said it many times. It's a great movie, but it's controversial as hell. You're going to take something away from her when, number one, she's dead. And number two, she's not blackface in the movie. Never is blackface in the movie. That's where cancel culture, I think, goes the wrong way. Is stuff like that. So, if if you don't believe me, watch Birth of a Nation. I want you to watch Birth of a Nation. Watch Lillian Gish. Because she's never in blackface in that movie. Just pointing it out. Let's go to IMDb, see what they thought of this week's episode. Over 2,000 people have given this episode a rating, and the IMDb rating of Super Hard PC-ness is a 7.7 out of 10. 565 people gave this an 8. 383 people gave it a 7. That's the score I'm going to give this episode. 353 people gave it a 10, and 59 people gave it a 1. Okay, so now that we have gone through that, it is time to read the user reviews. Let's see what the users thought of this week's episode. And I'm going to start off, okay, this is a new one. This is from Ali Handamiral1, or Handamiral, pardon me, who wrote, South Park is a masterpiece in its entirety, but there are some episodes that shine brighter than the others, and Super Hard PC-ness is surely one of them. I was waiting to see PC Principal in action in a standalone episode since South Park returned to its routine last season. 
we, PC Principal fans, were finally served. Alright, next review is from Tibor Sandor, who wrote, It was such a nostalgic feeling to see Kyle become the head of MAC. In the movie in 1999, Kyle's mother became the leader of MAC, but back then the M stood for Mothers. But it was kind of bad feeling to see the old Terrence and Philip because they may have to go through again what happened in the movie. I can't wait to see the next episode. Alright, uh, this one is from eatpajditsvin 520 who wrote, Every season of South Park, there comes along an episode I enjoy throughout. This season, it's this episode which centers on PC Principal's inappropriate feelings for his co-worker, Miss Strongwoman, needing counseling from HR specialist, Misconduct. Meanwhile, Kyle seeks to purge aging Canadian humor since he has suddenly realized what a horrible influence it's been all along. While I don't think it's the best episode of South Park, look at season 11 and thereabouts for that, it's certainly among the best ones recently. Next review is from Bella Finch, who wrote, The new South Park was the best in the season for me. Great story seeing Kyle become his mom from the South Park movie, as well as seeing the line, Can I finish? Okay. I'm finished was cool. I like the whole cliffhanger and can't wait till the season finale. Also, love the Netflix jokes. Alright. Um, uh, RSVP321 wrote, South Park continues to deliver brilliant social satire in a way all the other comedy shows fail miserably. I'll exclude Family Guy here, though. They've lately contributed their own awesome poking of the millennial teddy bear. I really enjoy the continued equal opportunity deserved ridiculing in the plots. No favoritism politically, race, age, etc., whereas other self-professed edgy shows like SNL and all the late-night talk shows are blatantly push political and social agendas. Yeah, and they're still on strike as of this recording, and they're doing some podcast that I'm not listening, so, oh well. Being Canadian and working in Toronto, the nuclear attack on us was a riot. Bravo, Trey and Matt. South Park is still very relevant. Pale Scales wrote, Wow, this episode was a masterpiece. One of the best South Park episodes in years and good enough to stand amongst the best of all time. The new characters introduced were so much fun to see the old characters interact with. PC Principal is really great in this episode. The callback to the South Park movie was great. This episode is a must watch. Eric Stevenson wrote, This episode was good, but not one of the show's strongest. Anyway, this episode features Kyle going on a crusade against Canada and their crude humor. It's weird how Terrence and Philip have suddenly aged. If they aged in real time, which they didn't, wouldn't that mean the boys in South Park would be older too? Whatever, maybe farting takes away their youth. Boy, what was that a strange sentence. A subplot featuring the PC principal falling in love with the new vice principal. It all leads up to the finale where they hold hands. Oh, and Canada is being nuked in the process. I admit this episode is kind of slow, but it does build up to itself for a big finish. 
I especially like the joke about the Hootie and the Blowfish song coming out of nowhere. Everyone else can hear it too. It looks like this really is becoming more of a show about romance. I admit that I am angry that this episode wasn't about the Weinstein effect. I mean, it's one of the biggest controversy controversies in entertainment history ever. Well, maybe next week. Boy, did I do this right, because the last three are negative reviews. Edvis-1997 simply wrote, Totally trash, nothing interesting in this episode, the worst episode of the whole season. Orbital13344 wrote, What is with these positive reviews? I didn't laugh once. It was like a cheap knockoff the South Park movie. Hate the Heidi character. Fist fighting with your boyfriend? Why? Strong woman was just a B. No funny lines. How could Terrence and Philip age but not anyone else? I just watched this and can barely remember the plot. It was so boring. Time to put this show out to pasture. These crappy episodes just taint the first 10 years of hilarity. And the final review is from Hole, who wrote, South Park has really gone downhill lately. I don't know if only Americans find these PC episodes funny, but it's boring as. Bring back the stupid comedy from earlier season. Well, I can't really do that at this point. I really don't see the negative in this episode, but again, that's just me. You can follow the show on Twitter at SharksPond97. You could join our Facebook group, Sharks Pond South Park Podcast, where you could join other fans to discuss past, present, and when they come up, future South Park episodes. And don't forget to check out our friends at SMB, a South Park review, where they discuss classic South Park episodes. Well, next time around, we've made it to the end of season 21, but we have one episode to go before we can say goodbye to the season. Next time, I'll be reviewing the season finale episode, Splatty Tomato. That is next time, right here on Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm Bill. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you all next time.